What's up, everyone? Welcome back to 614 Headsets. Special episode, some special bonus content. Just past weekend, got together with all of our coaches out on a patio celebrating the season, a nice little coaches cookout. And I think one of the coolest things is when you get that many coaches together and you bring in all those years of experience, probably over 100 years when you start looking around the table and everybody there, is all the stories that come out from it. And so this special episode is going to be one of three that we're going to publish at some point time where we just put out those little small conversations we had that evening and just remember Tom Brady said it best football is unconditional love and this episode's about that before we get started I just want to make sure we mention the sponsor of our show fundraising university Fundraising University Ohio offers a variety of fundraising efforts that helps football teams run profitable, effective, and fast-paced fundraisers designed to raise the most money in the shortest amount of time to reach our fundraising goals. Fundraising University of Ohio is locally owned, operated, and with their six-step blitz system will help your team maximize profits. As a current coach himself, Brent Maxwell with Fundraising University will sit down and help you pick, plan, strategize, and execute your fundraiser that will allow you as a coach to focus on your practice time, prep time, player development, and personal time. Fundraising University of Ohio offers 60-minute donation platforms where you'll have your money in eight days, digital and hard discount cards, where they'll put in the work for you and their popcorn sale, among many others. If you're interested in them running a fundraiser view, please contact Brent Maxwell at bmaxwell at fundraisingtheletteru.net or 740-501-8946 to learn how you can get started with fundraising. And Brent is still looking for some teams to partner with this season. So make sure you give him a shout out and look into him. He's one of the best you could do. Enjoy the episode. All right, here we go. In the interest of keeping up with what is new and fresh, we've all been watching the quarterback series on Netflix. And I can admit I have not finished it, but I'm getting there. But my wife loves football, and she said I can't watch it without her, so I'm only about three or four episodes in. It did just get greenlit for a season two. And as coaches, we thought – how interesting would it be to talk about who would be the three quarterbacks you would pick for season two if you got the chance and so we got a lot of different guys here and some guys might hop in and out and talk about it and so I'm gonna jump right to a very honored guest who has been on the show before are you kidding coach holiday coach holiday Who are your three quarterbacks you would have on Netflix, (laughs) quarterback season two by Omaha Productions? For me, I would like Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, and Jimmy Garoppolo. Jesus. Why Jimmy Garoppolo? Because I think it's a good contrast between the three. I think that you can see different ways of how they're doing things and things like that. You got Jimmy Garoppolo coming to a new team. You got Joe Burrow and and Josh Allen over there playing or been there, I think there's a good contrast that you can see with that. Go Raiders. Stop it. He's a Raiders guy. It'd be like me saying Sam Howell. I'd just be lying to myself. Sam Howell is not the same. Be lying to myself. You would be lying to yourself. Coach Callahan, (laughs) who are your three (laughs) that you're going to go with? So I'm going to go with America's team, Dak Prescott. See what he has to do this year. You see how much media they get. The other team, I'm going to go with Jared Goff. Hmm. I like that, that actually. That's a great sneaky coach. good pick. Great team. They're up and coming. They've been trashed a couple years. 
but they're coming up. The last one is Deshaun Watson. I want to see what he does on the off season to be the quarterback. What? I honestly love the pick because I think when you look at it, there's a lot of hype surrounding the Browns and surrounding Deshaun Watson because we've actually talked about this on the podcast before. Because yeah, you about, the biggest Browns fan. Yeah, there. I'm a biggest Browns fan, but like right. on the flip side, I personally think we gave up way too much for Deshaun Watson. All of those picks and all of that money and everything it's worth it. to me was just too much. It's a, such a big gamble. And I don't even, like, if you win a Super Bowl, it'd be great, but we're not going to a Super Bowl. So at the end of the day, I still think it was too much to give up, what was it, something stupid. I, I, we had this on another script written down. It was like two or three first rounds. Six one four headsets. There goes the head. There goes the plane. We're right by the airport. Company plane right there. Company plane. Company plane. I really think that would be a fantastic inside look. I just personally think we gave up too much to get in there. But it would be interesting to see what's going on in the Browns organization because here's what I'm really interested in seeing: How does the head coach of the Browns? adapt the offense to Deshaun Watson. He has always been a more than one tight end set, heavy play action type of an offense. What's up, Coach? Yeah, in a boost. But now, like, he has a different style quarterback and different things. Like, this is a true test for him to see if he's going to change his philosophy and his play calling to match Deshaun Watson and build an offense around him. I think – a lot of people. I hate the Browns. I'll just preface it with that. I grew up around. I grew up around Browns, Steelers, and Ravens fans. So I hate all those teams. And the Cowboys and the word. Eagles, just in the yeah, NFCs. So I'm a Redskins fan, so I, half the league. You're not a I don't know who the Commanders are, but I think as much as I hate to admit it, a lot of people forget Deshaun Watson. And this is people. They'll be like, "Oh, this was a couple of years ago. You don't think it'll be that good?" It's only been a year or two. Deshaun Watson in that last year of the Texans was a top three-level quarterback, top two. It might not have been two. He was very good. He was at the top. He was, he was very efficient. This is so long ago. Yeah. Top, yeah. top three quarterback, which the Browns – and so whatever you give up for that, you get a top three quarterback. Now, if he plays it 80% of that, probably still worth it. Plays 100% of that, still worth it. So, time out. You say yeah, he's at 80% of what he was, he was worth – Three first round picks, multiple second rounds, and two hundred thirty million. I don't even know what it was anymore. If, if, if you could put a, if you could compare, what's another NFL quarterback that's eighty percent as good as Deshaun Watson was in what was that 2021, 2020? I think we're at a point, Browns fans or not a Browns fan, you're at a point with what we gave up for Deshaun Watson that is literally make or break. Like, we either keep continuing into the upper half of NFL football or we set ourselves back for a decade because of what we gave up for him. I'd love it. Yeah, so, so like, that's that. a sneaky, like, like I'd love it. Like, I, that, to me, I don't know, man. I, but I will agree with you. I think as Deshaun Watson breaks off the rust and does stuff, he will. To me, the biggest question mark is can the head coach match the quarterback? 
Because I do, I do think they have a supporting cast. With much you gave up to Deshaun Watson, Mark Jones, you got some guys. Chubb, the line. Yeah, so got, what makes it worth it? You got some guys. Like, what makes it worth that this trade? Is it a Super Bowl? Is it? I don't or think, not a Super Bowl. Is it a conference think, championship or MVP? What's it? Hard to win the division already. I think, I think the AFC has become the AFC is it. Like you look at the AFC, the AFC is. In that division, Zane, you got Joey Burrow, you got Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, uh, Josh Allen. you have all. Since one rep, here's the airplane. Shh, shh, shh. Company planes coming through. Company plane, company plane coming through. Break. Company plane. Cincinnati's only beaten Cleveland once with Joe Burrow. Fact. Only thing I can say is this. Uh, I just, it's make or break. If the Cleveland Browns don't put it together this year, then they never will. That, that, I love it for they, sure. They never, never will. will but like, I, love it. I think you could look back and say that investment won't pay off. I don't. Let me put this right. I don't want Deshaun Watson to work out in Cleveland. I don't want it to work out. I want it to crash and burn because it'd be just the most fun thing to watch all that giving up and watch Cleveland burn. But. As someone who hates Cleveland, I look at him like Deshaun Watson. Like it's not like you traded for Kirk Cousins, and then you know Kirk Cousins, really good quarterback, and he comes in and maybe he does well, maybe he doesn't. Deshaun Watson, he's an All-Pro quarterback. It's hard to go from All-Pro to middle-tier quarterback just like that. I think people forget when he was suspended, he didn't practice, he didn't do anything with his team. And so I get it. You can study the playbook, you can work on your own, but imagine being a football player and you can't practice you can't work out you can't do anything with the team at all i think the biggest thing to me is i've to see kevin stefanski build an offense with his players i've never seen him really figure out how how do you he doesn't utilize more than what he has i still think at the end of the day kevin stefanski wants to be a run run play action type of a guy yeah. but now he's brought in a quarterback that is very different from that very different from what he's known he's and known so i want is this is the big year for me can he adapt to that so let's circle back we're still sitting here yeah, on if netflix season two quarterback <laughs> series coach milborn what are your three guys? My three guys, and it's easy to me. Number one is Tua, right? There's Ooh, a whole lot going like on that. with Tua. Should Tua play? Tua went through a whole lot of stuff last year. Tua might not even need to be on the field right now from a medical perspective. But Tua's out there. I want to see how they're navigating in that situation. Not from a football playing standpoint, but from a medical standpoint as well. I want to see that. I want to see those conversations. And I think that's huge. Mike McDaniels on a season <laughs> would be absolute gold. Oh, my God, yeah. He's like the driest but funniest guy in the history of the world. You know what's really interesting, though? I think so. San Francisco, to me, is my baby. Like, the NFL team that I like to study a lot. And it's interesting to see the credit a lot of people give to him as far as the guru or the success that led to all the running game with Debo Samuels and mm -hmm. everything that went on. And so I'm interested in seeing if you give Mike Bedanzel's time 
at Miami, let's say three, four years, to get the pieces he wants, I'm interested in seeing what he does with that offense. Because if you think about it, his offense at Miami is very different. It's a high-scoring offense. They had success for year one, but it's very different in San Francisco. So I'm interested in seeing where does things go. Does he get the piece in to make it more like San Francisco? Is last year like Miami how he does things. I'm really curious. I think Mike McDaniel is the coach you got to give an honest, we're going to give you three, four, five years to see what you can do. You can't shortchange this guy. I think he's earned the do right to have a couple years because I'm super, honestly, I am really super curious, intrigued. I want to watch it. I want to see in five years with drafting and and they've got weapons. trading. They've got Tyree. weapons. They do. But who's just Tyler Waddle? It was Gasecki. Is he still there? Yes. I think, he is. I think yeah. that fits Miami right now. But I'm super curious to see in the long term when you're the head coach in five years, how do you call that offense? How do you develop? Do you want to do? Is it? And in he, the NFL, you don't have five years. Honestly, you have maybe but three. But he should get it. But he, he should. should get he'll it. get three. So, NFL, you get three. You get three but two are, he did you know. make the playoffs in okay. his first year. And Tua can spin it. He can't. So my, my thing is this. Did your reputation turn into what it was because you were under Shanahan's system? Or do you develop your own thing in Miami? I think his reputation was enhanced by being in Shanahan's system. And that's something we'll figure out. So number two. I'm going to go with Mac Jones. We still aren't sure, right? Is Bill Belichick a great coach or Dude. was Tom Brady and and Mac Jones that good? We're not sure. Mac Jones shows flashes and sometimes like he ain't that good. Sometimes people like Mac Jones and some people, Tom Typle hate Mac Jones, right? Dude, Donnie Milborn put a fire controversy oh, three with, together. I come this with, is great. I come with it. I always do. That's why I always close it out. But this is real, right? Mac Jones is great, Maybe. Is he great in the right system? But if you put Mac Jones in Kansas City, is Kansas City that good? But there was even talk last year about the other quarterbacks were better than Mac Jones. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. This is a fire pick. Who was the one behind him that did well when he Zappy. Yeah, from West Kentucky. Yeah. The number three, kind of a homer pick, but still, I want to see what he does. Trevor Lawrence, right? He's taking his team to the next level. What happens there? Do you peak in your second year and drop down, or do you – get there and then continue to climb the mountain we don't know no. you don't have a ton of talent there but he did a hell of a lot with what he had I don't need to but, what, but what does he do i want to i want to see what he does with that and now he's a third year quarterback coming back 23 year old kid owns the locker room at a team that's never really done very well has done very well for a couple of years what happens next i'm interested to see that dynamic as well maybe not necessarily from a a consistency dynamic but from a Let's see the growth. I want to see that piece of the game, too. There are a lot of levels to this game. I don't want to just see all of the top-level quarterbacks. I want to see the building quarterbacks. You can't even count your one. Like, you no. can't. You like, can't. if I'm being honest, you can't count your one. No. no one, they were already bad coming into that. Yes. Two, Urban and the fiasco <laughs> that everything turned into there is just out of control. Like now, with that, I will say one thing. So he that was as terrible as it was. 
Trent Balky came in and revamped that roster so hard. Mm, yeah. None yes. of those dudes that started on that team outside of Josh Allen. We're drafting. Josh Allen, the ben, defensive end. Tough. Yep. Started the year before. So you can't really mm-hmm. say that that the team was turned all the way around. It was a whole new team. Yeah. So I understand you coming to a cupboard and a cupboard is bare versus having a GM that's willing to go out and spend money Take and risks. bring guys in, have a good draft, bring in a bring in some guys. Christian Kirk. Yes, Christian Kirk. They're paying money now, and all of a sudden they know what they can do. So that's going to be interesting to see year two of that. So this is really kind of Trevor Lawrence's sophomore year because this is the second year of in the system with some guys that he knows. That whole situation. I'm interested to see You can't that. count the first year. It's a joke. No, you can't. No, it's totally different. He was a rookie, and he didn't really have the roster he has but now. Let's be honest. You either full in on Urban Meyer was going to just light it up, or you were full in on this is going to be a train wreck. So it was I was, one or the I other. I was, it was going to be a train wreck, but it wasn't because of Urban Meyer, but because of the roster. Yeah. You can't play a varsity game with a JV roster. I personally thought it was a trainer because Urban Meyer. I'll say it. Yeah. I thought there's no doubt Urban Meyer knows football. Urban Meyer knows football better than anybody at this table. I don't. You could probably say that he probably does. But like, at the end of the day, it's the NFL. It's not Urban Meyer is a college coach. He's not an NFL coach. Yes, it's different when you have all different different relationships between coaching. College players and coaching NFL players. But aren't yeah. all college coaches their first year going to the NFL? What? Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer coached the NFL. Meyer was he a college the Browns, coach. Didn't he? I'm saying weren't all college coaches. When they transition. Yeah. <coughs> their first year in NFL, a college coach. Not necessarily, but they were a first year coach. But the game is different. Even the way you coach, you, you the way you coach, the, the way you coach has to be different. You understand? You are now coaching people that are making more money than you, and that's They're different for sure. I can't, I can't walk into a business and, and talk to my CEO yeah. if I'm the president of the company. I can't talk to my CEO the way I would talk to <laughs> the majority, another subordinate. The majority of dudes that you're coaching are making more money than you, significantly more. Yeah, and yeah. and they're more valuable to their company yeah. but than the you are the day, to their brand. True, it's a, it, it, like, like high school and college. I think are very close. Where it's you're the my way, the highway. This is our culture. This is how you're gonna do things. The NFL, they ain't gonna work. No, the NFL is just. You I know win. what I'm doing. I can make the plays. I'm gonna make the plays. Yeah. And like, the locker room is a big. If you lose the locker room, the players will get rid of you. He yeah. lost that doesn't happen in colleges. Very that doesn't quick, happen yeah. in high schools. But if you lose the locker room in the league, they will get rid of you so fast you won't even know that you were ever there. We don't know this, but I would almost bet the paycheck on Urban Meyer lost that locker room or never even he captured never the locker room before all these. Chop house incident went down. It was where a he's, Tim Tebow which to me that to, to me that gave me the locker room. I was like, oh, he we with the white girls too. So are we? He's one of us. <laughs> it was the point where he didn't fly back with the team. It was fine when he was out with the girls. This yeah. probably needs to be cut from the episode. But it was fine when <laughs> he was out with the girls. Cut. It was when right. he went home rather than going back with the team because no, they were all, sure. they were all probably out with somebody. Yep. He just didn't go home with the rest of them. Coach Webb. Different voice. 
Who are your three quarterbacks you're picking? All right, so I took it as the frame of – so Patrick Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Put him again. Kirk Cousins is more of a seasoned veteran, and Marcus Mariota is more of a journeyman. So the way I took it as, like, your Patrick Mahomes character is going to be Josh Allen. I love it. So Bill's Mafia runs deep, and so you're going to get a lot of viewers in terms of that. And – not a lot of people know Josh Allen's story of not having a Division One offer None. out of high school. None. So he had to go to a community college and then getting one offer at Wyoming. And so I think that's a good story to sell. Your seasoned veteran, like Kirk Cousin, is going to be Derek Carr for the New Orleans Saints. So I feel like Kirk Cousins doesn't get a lot of respect in the NFL, and Derek Carr also doesn't get a lot of respect in the NFL. So I feel like those are similar guys. And then your journeyman really is Geno Smith in Seattle. So Geno Smith is going to be, he gets drafted high in the Jets and has up and down career. And then he has a really good season in Seattle. How are you going to follow that? So for me, it's going to be Josh Allen, Derek Carr, and Geno Smith kind of leading that season too. I think, I think that's a good pick. I think Geno Smith, he had potential coming out of college, and I think maybe it's a bad fit. Maybe it was just a bad fit initially. Mm. Was he a first-round pick or was he a second-round pick? I want to say second. Right? I feel like I know nothing about Geno Smith. Yeah. I know you guys you know talk West lot. Virginia after what's, Pat White. What's really he drafted to originally? What's really yeah. weird. Yeah. 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 So what's really different is – you know, for us is, unless you buy the NFL Sunday ticket, you are subject to the regional games you're in. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I don't see the Seahawks at all. I hear about Geno Smith. I hear people talk about Geno Smith. That's a super awesome perspective to me because for me, it's just like when you say Geno Smith, I just put up question marks. Like, I don't know anything about Geno Smith. To me, I went with, I know other people would say this, but I think to me, the super awesome easy pick would be Joey Burrow. Yeah. That's the easy one. If you could get him on the show, fantastic. I just think a lot of people criticized the pick with him and Jamar Chase, and then you see it pan out two, three years later, and it's hilarious. You know what I mean? Do you guys remember the amount of criticism Cincinnati got for picking up Jamar Chase, and now you see it pan out as he's one of the best receivers? Like, to me... My, one of my big offseason studies, you've heard me say this, I'm going back to 2019 LSU because I want to watch Justin Jefferson, Joey Burrows, Jamar Chase together because it's fantastic. I want to see what they do. And you had Joe Brady who helped bring an NFL system in that year. So to me, that's an easy one. I do think the hottest thing ever is Aaron Rodgers with the Jets. Like, the hard knocks. It, but I don't know how I don't know how exact this is, but from what they said is almost every wait for it company plane wait for it here comes company, company plane, plane. Company company plane. plane. Yeah. another sponsorship here. <laughs> That's how you know we're in Columbus, baby. The planes are here. We're in the capital city. We're doing big things. The biggest thing is. 
Do you know, like, almost everybody said no to Hard Knocks this year. Yeah. So I want the Redskins to be on it so bad. Did Detroit tried to say no. Jets the Jets tried it. to say no. Everybody said no this year, and I think the NFL made them do it. You're going to do this hard knock. Yeah, oh, wow. they did. The Redskins on there so bad. That'd be great. They'll do, the, they'll do the in-season one. That's my pick right now. Those who the will be the in-season one? The Redskins. Uh, the Commanders. Don't know who that is, but the Redskins <laughs> will do the in-season hard knocks. And so... Aaron Rodgers would be in a new team. That yep. young talent would be fantastic. Uh, I like Salah a lot. It's just going to be, can he, that's a lot of pressure. Uh, you're, gonna, you're either going to do it or you're not. And then I picked my third quarterback more for the head coach than the quarterback. Okay. And so I went with the Eagles mm -hmm. with Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni. Yep. And here's the interesting part, though. Nick Sirianni lost his coordinators. Yeah. yeah. So he lost his coordinators. So it's going to be interesting to see the long term of how that pans out. Dude, I think that's huge, though, man. I, I love Nick Sirianni's swagger, man. Like, he's a fellow Ohio guy, but, like, the swagger and the competitiveness in that guy, I, I would love to be inside view of that. Those are my three. Marco. All right. Listen, I got to go Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I got to go Lamar that. Jackson. I mean, that's a good pick because you have new weapons. Right. So you sure. finally get to see, like, new money. Come on, new contract. New money. Yeah, new contract. But. That's a way to contract. He's got new weapons, and he has a proven NFL and college coordinator to change the offense and see how he does. That's a great pick. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to go Jalen Hurts. Duncan. Yep. Yeah. Is he a fluke? Who's that? Jalen Hurts. Not a top five quarterback. It's, but it's Agreed. not top five. Top ten. He's not a five, top yeah. five quarterback. You give him top, top ten. Top seven. Top seven? Yeah, top, no. top nine. Top eight. For sure. top, top eight. Top eight. Top nine. <laughs> I think he's going to have a drop off. I think the Eagles are going to have a drop off this year no. in the NFC. I don't, no. I don't think so. I think their defense is going I think what people don't realize is how well Philadelphia has built their defense. And then they reinvested back into the defense this year in the draft, especially along that D-line. And, and yes. Oh. Yes. So, so, so here's the thing. In other words, you're saying Jalen Hurts is a fluke. No, I don't know about a fluke. No, I think he's really good. I just People are propping him up. He's, okay, Jalen Hurts is the next elite, elite quarterback. It's, okay, come on. Do we think? But like, he, he has to be top five. What's that? He has to be top five. No, I can't give him top five. Top five for the future? Maybe. Top five right now? Top no. seven. Top seven. I'll get, top seven. Yeah. Top seven. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. I think, Super Bowl. I think, he's a, I think he's a borderline great quarterback. People, I think, have been talking about him like he's an elite quarterback. I'm like, he's not Mahomes. No, he's I not Allen. He's not I wouldn't Burrow. say elite yet. He's not, I don't think he's Lamar. I, I don't think he's Lamar. Yet. I don't think he's Aaron Rodgers yet. You can do a and, and, and lot that, of things with a great defense. I, that's, that's, exactly. I, I agree with that. I agree with the fact that Philadelphia did a great job of surrounding him with a really good defense. For sure. So For sure. Number one pass might, rushing defense. Uh, right. Number one in sacks. So the perception, I mean, he, he can really do something with that offense. He's going to get many possessions. He's always going to get more possessions 
better field position, all those types of things when you have a great defense surrounding yes. yep. him. And Aaron Ro for number three, Aaron Rodgers. Yep. New team. Is he washed up? Is Does he still have more? Any, will the new team give him, like, a fresh start? What's it like in New York? I think it's what's, a new yeah, what's it like in New York? To, me, I, think to me, I think, I think <laughs> there's the new motivation. I think he's going to stick with the OC, too. The yep. There's the familiarity with an OC. Don't forget how much fire that OC is going to have behind oh, yeah. him. Oh, my God. For sure. So he goes to Denver. Bad situation. Gets fired. And there's no doubt about it. The dude probably is a fantastic coach. He's in the NFL. <laughs> He gets fired. You're going to have a chip on the shoulder, Aaron Rodgers. A chip on the shoulder, offensive coordinator. For sure, yep. Surrounded by good playmakers. Good playmakers. Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson might be Garrett Wilson's going to They got one more, though. It's not just Garrett Wilson. It's who else? you're thinking of. They got one more really good receiver, too. So... To me, that is – to me, please, I'm excited to watch that. Hey, anybody got three quarterbacks they want to come in and talk let about? Me give, let me give my top three. You already come talked on about now. Oh, yeah, come gosh, on now. They got Alan forget about the other coach. I apologize, Coach White. Okay. You haven't so, been on a podcast in a while, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I switched – so originally my first was Joe Burrow, but then I, the more we were talking, more I was thinking. I'm like, you know what? Let me slide that out of there. I'm going to give a very different one, Bryce Young. I want to see the process of a top pick, not just top pick, number one overall pick with a struggling team. And, and you got two routes for a player like him where it's, okay, he was number one overall, and it's not like a fluke. that he, It was not like debate whether or not he was good enough. He was an elite college football player. And so there's one of two routes he and his team can go. It can go the route where he does well, flashes, the team sucks, they pick high again the following year or you go the route like and i'm not saying this because i'm a redskins fan it's just it just pops in my mind 2012 rg3 is great player as a rookie rest of the team was not good there was not a good roster for the 2012 rg3 team with the redskins but they did well because he dragged them up so i want to see how that process goes with bryce young and the panthers All right, press, pause, press, press, pause, press pause press pause so you have him at the panthers yep Frank Reich is the head coach, correct? Yes. Yep. So you get a quarterback guru. It'd be interesting to see Frank Reich and him together. I like that pick. That's mm -hmm. a really good pick to see how Frank Reich and a new system with Bryce Young. And honestly, Bryce Young should end up being the better NFL quarterback. Yeah, I think he'd be good. I think if he stays healthy, he's going to be good. He's my first pick because I want to see that process. The second pick we talked about a little bit, Trevor Lawrence. I think there's a new generation of elite quarterbacks that have to rise up. And I'm not saying Trevor's elite, but it seems as though he's on the trajectory for that. And so I want to watch that process build up. Like, we didn't get to see – you heard about it. You, you didn't get to see the transition that Mahomes had when he became elite. You didn't get to see the transition that – So where would you rank Trevor Lawrence? Top seven. Top, I don't know. It's tough because I don't think he played like a top – Six seven quarterback last year, I think but I think hard. he's going to be a top seven quarterback I think this what's year. What's hard is for Trevor Lawrence is he was the focal point of everything throughout college. Yeah, and then he went through the urban fiasco. <laughs> that division is right for the taking. Last year he got right. I mean, it's, it's just one of those things where it's like 
in year three, it'd be interesting to see him in the spotlight to see where he's at and where the process is. He's got a Super Bowl head coach. Got a Super Bowl head coach that is knows how to get there. Knows how to get there. Number three. I'll go right. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Number three. Number three. Go ahead. All right. This is different. Because we're going to talk about Bryce Young here. Number three, Russell Wilson. I want to see. Jesus. You went off the cliff. I know Russell. I did a little bit. Trevor Lawrence Ooh. is a, ma- a mainstream but pick. Bryce you would Young get an inside look at Sean Russell Payton. Wilson is a guy that I just want to know what he's like. <laughs> I want to know what he's like like outside of football a little bit because he just strikes me. The weird TikToks he was doing last year. Just the, yeah. like He seems what like a say, really uh, good guy, family-centered. And he, at one point, he was a top, in my opinion, top five. I think it's over for Russell Wilson. There was a thing, and I— if anybody heard of the story, correct me if I'm wrong. He had a trainer that was with him with the Seahawks for the entirety of his time and was like close friend, mentor, had an office there and was his trainer, mentor, all the above. And he passed away, and I think in tw- right before the 2022 season. And a lot of people have said that, hey, you can judge him on how he played. You can judge him on the system, whatever you want to judge him on. But that was his first year without, like, his mentor, without his close trainer, without, like, his really close friend in the NFL. And so it's, he had to grieve. We can't relate to that. He had his mentor that passed away. And so that's where I'm curious. I want to see him personally, but I want to see how he rebounds. Yes, but that was his first year married with Sierra. Can that play a significant role? Yes, it can. When you got future knocking on your door going, hey, I'm still here. Yeah, exactly. It can mess with you a little bit. I just think at the end of the day, that Seattle defense was so good. It was monstrous. It propelled Russell Wilson. Monstrous. And if you think about it, that defense, the Legion of Boom that had built themselves into what it is, at the end of the day, you could sit here and say it was a generational defense. Oh, yeah. Yes. When they were playing. I so, I honestly think at the end of the day, when you have a generational defense, makes up for a lot of No mistakes. matter who the offense is, they're going to have more opportunities. They're going to have better field position. They're going to have more momentum. They're going to have more swagger. The better your defense is, the better your team is. If you have a dominant defense, is going to translate into your offense and do things like that. So, like, I really think, in my opinion, for the Russell Wilson type of thing, I think Russell Wilson's best years was with Legion of Boom. And this is yeah, just absolutely. See, you, I think this next year with the Broncos, you'll. I'm not, I'm not expecting to be an elite quarterback, but if he's good again, then it tells you, okay, defense certainly helped him a lot. He would be comfortable with Sean Payton. He has a great. I personally, don't th- I think he's done. I think the Broncos are. In a very bad, I think the Broncos are in a spot that Cleveland could Scramble. be in. Yes. Yeah, you gave up so much for me. You spent so much cap space. You have, I mean, you don't, you have some good players around him, I mean, but you have a Super Bowl roster right. around him. You are banking on him being a Super Bowl quarterback. Right. And if he's not, you're screwed for it. Sean Payton took that job. With knowing he could get rid of Russell Wilson in the future, I 100% agree with that and as well. Knowing his contracts is going to continue. Yep. And knowing he's going to have a good defense and he's going to get the quarterback who he wants moving forward. Yeah, That's who I personally think is going you know, in the long first run. round picks or anything. Though, you right? had, don't so matter. It, it, it was all a, pre- a lot of premeditated good quarterbacks deal. coming on next Caleb year. Caleb Williams, Drake May, Michael It was all Michael a premeditated Pennix. deal. Yeah. 
Bonet. Yeah, so I, I, I think Cord maybe. I think to me, Even, it's going to uh, be Sean Payton's uh, going to see. No, he sucks. He's not a good quarterback. He I think he's, no, he, he he's knows he can get rid of Russell. He's, he, I think he's not a top fifteen. So here's college, the thing. Oh, he's top fifteen quarterback. No, coming not. in absolutely. last absolutely. year. Absolutely. Coming in last he's, year. He's, he's not. Russell Wilson was a bigger name than the head coach of the Denver Broncos. But he knows oh, Russell's not going to reach the mark. Now he's not, what you're he's not a top. But listen to this. Listen to this. Now he's not even a top three in the conference. Year two, Sean Payton is a bigger name than Russell Wilson. I got you. I got you. And so I think Russell Wilson either rises up this year, and if not, they're going to move on from him, and they're going to find and build a personnel behind Sean Payton that they want. He's going to get the same treatment. For sure. Always revert back to the Raiders. Um, 